I realized there was the coaching world. And, and the more I started following these people, I was like, I resonate a hundred thousand times more with the, these people than any fitness influencer or any online personal trainer or anything like that. So, um, it, again, it was like the universe kind of just landed this thought into my lap and was like, here, here you go. Here's your platter and here's the opportunity. It is your favorite podcast, Just Doing Life. I almost said my old podcast for some reason. I don't know why. My mind is not in it. But happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I was MIA for another two weeks, and I'm sorry. I know you're probably so sad because you haven't heard my lovely voice for a solid 14 days. But you know what? I am back and better than ever. Everybody, today is... Well, actually, last Saturday was the day that I, drumroll please, oh my god, oh my god, okay, I'm sorry, that was disgusting, I just spit all over my microphone. Anyways, I moved. Yes, can you believe it? I moved out of my parents' house. I am no longer Meg, the 23-year-old, living on mom and dad's roof and sleeping on an air mattress. No, that is no longer me. I am Meg, the 23-year-old, living in a Chicago apartment with three other fun young girls. And let me tell you, my life is just changing. It is, I feel like a happier person. I smile more. I, (laughs) it's been like five days, but I feel so much better. I'm so happy. Um, actually not gonna lie. Like I'm a little bit nervous right now because I'm recording sitting on my floor in my new bedroom and two of my roommates are home and I'm wondering if they think I'm a freak. Like maybe this is the moment when they realize what did we get ourselves into? I don't know. Uh, and I know sometimes you listen to these. So if you listen to this, uh, please accept me. Anyways, um, yeah, I moved and I'm loving it. Um, Chicago is amazing. Uh, the crime's a little bit scary, not gonna lie. I, like, mistakenly downloaded the crime app that tells you everything going on around you, and I have definitely had some jumps in cortisol levels in my body because it's stressing me out. Um, lots of crime to be had, but that's fine. Uh, I'm still alive. Knock on wood. I'm still kicking it. What else do I want? Oh, Chicago people. You know, I'm not gonna lie. The only thing that's been a little disappointing is that I'm so used to just saying good morning to every single person I pass in the mornings, like when I'm walking outside or whatever, walking through the neighborhood. And unfortunately, that's not a thing here. Um, the only people who ever want to say good morning to you are the people who want your money. And that's not enough. I want everyone to show me their pearly whites, give me a nice head nod, even if it's awkward, just so we all know we're all on the same page, getting ready for the work day, ready to seize the day. And not many people want to do that here. So I think I might make that my mission of trying to make more people be friendly in the mornings. Anyways, um, that's where I've been. I've been MIA because of that, but I'm back better than ever. I have a fantastic episode for you all today. I interviewed Kelsey, who is a health mindset coach. Um, wait, was that what? I don't think that was the right word. Health mindset coach? No, she's like a confidence mindset coach. I don't know where the health part came in. Well, maybe she makes you healthy too. Mental health. 
mental health mindset coach. Anyways, Kelsey is great. She shares us um, her story of kind of pressure growing up um, to follow some of the footsteps of her parents, which I think a lot of us have felt, um, and following the footsteps of some other family members, and then kind of breaking away from what she thought she wanted to do to pursue something um, that was a little bit more like internally driven and um, just really go for it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. Um, some great conversation. She brings up some great points too about burnout and um, getting into a career where you're not feeling that constant anxiousness and feeling on edge all the time. And I think she puts it in a in a way that I've never heard before. And I think it's just a great episode. So um, hope you guys enjoy. As always, stay into stay. God, has it been that long since I've made these damn episodes? I can't talk. Um, Stay in tune for the end of this. Keep tuned in. Listen. Keep your ears perked. Whatever. Stay around for the run. The (laughs) Goodbye. Here's Kelsey. Hey, everybody. Tonight I have Kelsey with me. I met Kelsey on TikTok, like like <laughs> probably 50% of my guests at this point. Um, so excited to have you here. If you want to go ahead and just start off by giving a little introduction of yourself, who you are, where you're from, any hobbies, um, just whatever you want the audience to know. Yeah. So I'm Kelsey, if you didn't already know. <laughs> um, I live in Southern California right now with my husband and two little dogs. And I am a mindset and confidence coach. So that's currently what I do. Um, But my hobbies, I feel like I sound really boring, but my hobbies are like exercise, Netflix, and eating. (laughs) That sounds just like me. So please don't say it's boring. (laughs) Me in a nutshell. I'm like, God, maybe I should get some more hobbies, but truly that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think it's so funny because for some reason, I don't know why, but the demographic of people I've interviewed have a lot of them have come from California. And I don't know if that's like just a testament to how nice California people are, or if I'm just like weirdly on social media, California pages. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I swear there's been so many people that I've talked to that I obviously didn't know where they were from or much about them before um I jumped on an episode with them and they say California I'm like are you kidding another California person yeah so wild have you been from California your whole life no no originally I'm from the east coast um I like to say I like made my way across the states like I was born in Florida and then we moved to Connecticut and then I went to school in Texas and then from there moved to California so cool so you've been all around yeah yeah awesome Awesome. Okay. Well, with that being said, I guess we'll just start uh, our segue into kind of your career journey. So I'd love to start out with what you were thinking in high school. If that's too early, you can go further, (laughs) but I I love to get that transition of what you were thinking you wanted to do, maybe going into college. If you didn't, that's fine. Um, But where that mindset was, and then we'll just get going from there. For sure. So I was raised by an entrepreneur. Um, so we, we kind of had it drilled into us at an early age that business was like the, I guess, major that we, that we should pursue in college. Um, my mom loved to say my dad was the entrepreneur, but my mom was very business-minded and she always used to say like, if you have a business degree, then you could do anything with that. So whatever your hobbies are, whatever you want to pursue, if you have a business degree, then, um, you'll have a strong foundation. So pretty much all of us, um, me and my hundred thousand siblings, we all did business. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I got my, my undergraduate in, um, 
in business management. And then I got my MBA after that in business administration. So business baby. Yeah. (laughs) So were you personally interested in that or is that kind of just what you thought was the best fit given what your family was into? Um, I, I mean, I, I saw the value in having a business degree. Um, I wouldn't say I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I think I figured that out like halfway through college, not even maybe like senior year of college is when I figured it out. But, um, I think what motivated me to follow that path was, um, honestly, like my desire to be liked and approved by my parents. Um, so I think that was like a big motivation for, for that decision. Absolutely. I feel like that comes up with quite a few people is that you don't want to necessarily, maybe disappoint is the wrong word, but it does feel like a disappointment if you aren't pursuing what they might be pushing towards you or I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, of course that like need to prove, you know, like need to prove you're, you're worthy and need to mm-hmm. prove that you're smart. And oftentimes like having a business degree and, and even an MBA is associated with that. So at Absolutely. least in my family. Absolutely. So you said you have a lot of siblings, did they, and they pretty much all followed that path. Did you feel any pressure from them too, to kind of achieve what they were, I guess, where you rank in the siblings as far as age yeah. goes? So I'm the youngest. Oh, um, even better. <laughs> yeah. I'm the youngest of five and then I had three half siblings. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a whole squad of us, mm-hmm. but yeah, my, my, we have a family business. Um, okay. so there was, you know, not immediately. I sort of went through phases. I was like, okay, I want to just walk you through my life. So that's the goal. College, so go for it. <laughs> yeah. In college, I had this like crisis because I went to school in Texas. I went to SMU and it's, it has a great business school, um, a very, very good finance and accounting program as well. And I hate numbers. Like I am, I don't think that's my calling at all, but this, I don't know, need, again, like a need to prove, I was like, Oh, maybe I should, maybe I should do finance and accounting. (laughs) And every single fiber of my being was like, Kels, what are you thinking? Like, what are you doing? So I was like, okay, maybe I won't do that. And then Um, yeah. So, so anyways, I originally wanted to do something separate from my family to like prove myself, to prove that I was able to do it. Um, I was interested in marketing, interested in advertising. Um, and then I considered working for my family's business, but it's just, it just was not my thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's institutional linens, which is not glamorous. It's not fun. Um, and yeah, so I, felt a little pressure to work for the family business. And occasionally they'll, they'll, they'll joke about it, you know, cause I'm pretty much the only one that does not. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't really have the desire to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally understand. So, yeah. so once you, you said you, it was your senior year that you kind of realized that you had that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, what were you pursuing at that point? And then what, what did you transition to once you graduated? Yeah. So I was doing a lot of um, oh my gosh, what were they called? <laughs> oh my gosh, I got up at 4 30 this morning, so I'm having a brain <laughs> fart. Um, what is that? Internship. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Internship. I was doing a lot of internships within advertising and marketing in those agencies, and I could not stand sitting at a desk. Like, I just could not stand it. It was so boring to me. Mm-hmm. And yes, you got the creativity and stuff out of that, but I don't know. It just wasn't my environment. And then I really like, 
I told you like my hobby and my passion is like fitness and exercise and all of that. So, um, I started working out more consistently and that's when the idea sort of, sort of formulated in my head. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start my own gym or maybe I'll pursue that. Um, so that's when I went to grad school and I was, as I was going through grad school, um, I was teaching fitness classes, teaching yoga classes and, um, doing the leadership at the, at that company. Um, and then the pandemic sort of changed everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my journey into entrepreneurship, I guess. Okay, cool. So then COVID, what happened there then? Yeah, good old COVID. So, um, so I graduated with my master's and then, um, I was pursuing at the company I was at, I was a manager at several different locations. And then I guess in my head, it just made sense, like work your way up the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, I had the end goal of starting my own fitness business. Um, but while I was at the company and COVID happened, we all got laid off because the fitness industry just sort of got destroyed at the beginning. And then well, because no one wanted to be in person. And it sounds like a lot of what you were yeah. doing was all in person. It was yeah. all in person. Yeah, it was all in person. The, the whole industry changed. But um, yeah, I think COVID was such a blessing because in hindsight, I had the space and the mental space and the physical space to be away from it for a little bit. And I realized that that wasn't actually my passion. And, and what was my passion was the, the personal development that that went hand in hand with the the, the physical changes of the fitness world. So, um, yeah. So I realized that it wasn't actually fitness that I wanted to pursue. It was the, the mindset and the the inner work. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's so awesome that, I mean, I love yeah. hearing, I feel like I hear these stories of people all the time where when COVID hit, it allowed you to kind of step away and reflect a lot more. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if it was just the nature of it or just the fact that you had more time to actually sit there and think about yeah. your situation. Yeah. Um, but that sounds, that's, that's so interesting that you realize that, I mean, when you hear fitness, that it is really like the exercise itself or like you see these bodybuilders yeah. or gym goers, yeah. who, you know, that yeah. is their passion. So I can oh, totally understand that getting caught up in the idea of how you're kind of developing your personal growth side, because there yeah. is such a personal growth side to, you 100%. know, staying consistent or achieving those goals in the gym. That's yeah, awesome. 100%. So walk yeah. me through then what that kind of looked like as you were reflecting on that and realized, okay, it's not the gym aspect that I actually really want to pursue. I'm going to take this idea and run with it in a different direction. Yeah. So it was very messy. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not, not even going to lie. It was super messy. Um, I feel like to back up a little bit, the job I was at, I was so burned out, like mm-hmm. so burnt out, overworked, underpaid as with most people in the, in the fitness industry. And, um, it took me like a few months just to get my nervous system in check. Like I, my, I literally didn't know what to do with my hands. I was like <laughs> panicked all the time. Um, so I thought just, it, it, I didn't even immediately go into that like reflection phase. It was, it was, it was still panic mode. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? What's the next logical step? Um, what has to get done kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, my experience is in fitness. So maybe I'll just get my personal training certification. And I literally just like jumped into that. Um, I never took the test. I'm not certified, but I went through all the steps and, um, it's funny because during COVID the social media business world just 
freaking boomed. You oh know, my God. Yeah. Online. Mm-hmm. So in the process of me trying to figure out how to create a fitness account and like grow that on Instagram, I realized there was the coaching world. And, and the more I started following these people, I was like, I resonate a hundred thousand times more with the, these people than any fitness influencer or any online personal trainer or anything like that. So, um, it, again, it was like the universe kind of just landed this thought into my lap and was like, here, here you go. Here's your mm-hmm. platter and here's the opportunity. Um, so I started taking some, some courses, I guess, to build, I don't know, like an, a, an Instagram account, like a business account. Um, and then started learning about coaching and pursued that route. That's awesome. So I have yeah. a couple questions here. Sorry. I, I always feel bad when I'm like no, taking notes on the side, don't apologize. but, don't <laughs> but apologize. I like have so many ideas that come through, but yeah. so one thing, um, during all of this, I guess it's a two-part question. So first of all, at any point during COVID, when you, you got laid off and had all this going on, did you ever consider going back to your family business as like a, a fallback option and one and two, did you feel any additional pressure from your family because you weren't there and didn't, you weren't like pursuing it with them to, you know, really make the most of this little period of trying to figure out what you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, the answer to whether I considered working for them was no. Um, cause I was, I was just trying to rack my brain as you were saying, I was like, did I, did I? And no, <laughs> well, that's honestly, good then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I, it didn't even occur to me. And I think because they, they all live in Miami and the, the family business is in, um, South Florida. So I think the hardest thing about COVID was being so far away from them. If I had lived near them, like, obviously I live across the country. If I had lived near them, I'm sure there would have been more motivation for me to want to work there, at least in the meantime, as I was figuring my stuff out. But um, I think distance made that possibility more difficult. Mm-hmm. Which um, is probably good for you because it kind of yeah, encouraged you to step out and, and continue to pursue your own um, Yeah, 100%. Um, and I forgot your second part of the question. <laughs> Sorry, I know I threw a lot at you there. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> the second part was, that if you felt an added pressure then from your family, um, just cause I know you said you had that growing up. So during that time period where you had all like, Oh my gosh, I can't let this not work out. I've got my family, like looking at me, watching to see how this all plays out as far as when you started, uh, really pursuing the coaching side. 1000%. There yeah. was that pressure for me to, um, to succeed and not necessarily from them at least not advertently from them. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of the pressure I put on myself because, you know, I see how hard my dad has worked for like 60 plus years and, and how successful he's become and and how he's able to take care of our family and support all of us. And I think it's a lot to live up to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say they never like made me feel bad necessarily. I would say maybe they didn't understand because coaching is still pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, Very, the only yeah. thing people really hear about it is like, Oh, life coaching. And a lot of times it gets, I don't know, like a woo woo vibe to it mm-hmm. at least, or that's how people might perceive it. Um, so no, I mean, it, yeah, it was a lot to live up to. And I've worked through that. Thank goodness that I don't really feel that need to prove anymore that pressure to, to 
prove my worth because I feel confident in myself now. Yeah. Um, how did you, how did you, can you like walk through a couple of the things that you did to get through that? Cause I know that that is something even I struggle with. I know listeners probably struggle with is the, the pressure to perform and not only from the parents aspect, I think that's one of the biggest ones. Absolutely. But yeah. just from your peers in general, I think especially with social media, I bring this up all the time is there's yeah. constantly this comparison of how you are doing compared to everybody else yeah. around you. You know, the people you grew up with in high yeah. school, the college classmates, everybody. Yeah. And when you see all these other people, you know, making six figures or living in penthouses in New York, it's so hard to get over that little battle of I'm yeah. still doing well for myself. So how did yeah. you kind of, you know, overcome that fear of, of judgment? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's like the question. Yeah, you know, it, it's the question. And and I think to just add on to what you said, social media is so difficult, because, you know, it's so you can compare yourself to 15 other people in the span of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It's so at your fingertips, it's so readily available to you to compare yourself to them. You know, if you were to go back like 15, 20 years, you can't compare yourself to 20 other businesses without doing a lot of research and like, making an effort to do it. But now because it's so easy, to do it, it, it's so common. And I think for me, it, and I'm not going to lie to you and say like, oh, I've overcome it. I never compare myself. I feel good all the time. Like, that's just a lie, you know? And I think as women too, like with our hormones and stuff, it, it changes for me every month. Like I notice um, when I'm, when it's my time of the month, like I definitely compare myself more and I definitely feel that, um, that jealousy and that anger and frustration and all of that. So it's not a consistent thing, I would say, but the biggest thing was, was, focusing on, on me and reframing my mindset around failure and success and worthiness. Like literally at the end of the day, the bottom line is how worthy you think you are, because if you can find that worthiness within you, like your inherent worthiness, then all the other surface level things don't make a dent in that. Like at the end of the day, I can say, I I worked on my, my, my self-esteem and my self-worth to know that at least now when I have these like dips in my, in my, um, confidence in myself, like in terms of comparing myself to others, I know that it's just temporary. Whereas before it was all like, if, if, if I found myself comparing myself and feeling down and, and frustrated and stuff, I took that to be a failure in and of itself. Like, who am I as a mindset coach? Who am I as a confidence coach? If I'm still not feeling confident hundred percent of the time. Um, yeah. so yeah. So for me, it was, you know, it was, it was the biggest, if we're, if we're narrowing it down a little bit, the biggest thing was my inner dialogue, the the conversations that I had with myself all the time, because your brain is listening all the time. Your subconscious mind is responsible for 97% of how you, of your mind. So mm-hmm. the things that it hears all the time and, and what it sees all the time is what it learns from. So I became very, very intentional with the language that I was using, how I was speaking to myself. Um, and really just identified my values, like what, what I cared about, um, and what I liked about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think slowly, slowly over time doing that, and it's a practice every single day, the, the right. more I did that, the more, um, those old wiring patterns in my brain rewired to be more supportive of who I wanted to be. Yeah. That's so great. I love that. Identifying the values that you can you know, attached to yourself and realize I'm actually 
making the most of my life of who I am. I'm yeah. doing what I care about most. I love that. It sounds a lot like, um, have you ever, you, you kind of mentioned something about like a vicious cycle almost of, mm-hmm. of, you know, you tell yourself I'm not maybe necessarily performing the way I want to, how on earth am I supposed to coach other people into that? And then it just <laughs> yeah. like turns into this. It reminds mm-hmm. me, I was just reading, um, that book, the sub subtle art of not giving, not a, giving fuck. a fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and I just read a chapter where he was like, it's just this mind game then when you yeah. just roll down and then you get anxiety. And so I love, I love that recommendation there though. I think that's a great practice and a great way to reflect. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, you live with yourself 24 seven, your entire mm-hmm. life. So if you're not treating yourself well, if you're not talking to yourself well, if you're not aware, I think the first step, honestly, was self-awareness for me. Like I had Mm -hmm. to become aware of what I was saying to myself, how I even thought of myself and what my tendencies were, because once you pinpoint that, or once I pinpoint that, I was like, okay, well, here we go. Let's chip away. Let's chip away. Let's chip away. And it stops being a cycle because you you're able to interrupt those thoughts because you're like, oh, this is just an old pattern coming up now. It's not actually Mm -hmm. like who I am. Um, or at least my highest self. So yeah, interrupt all the time. It's so much easier said than done too, to sit there and you know, read one, one quote that you're like, ah, you're right. Like I need to treat myself better. But yeah. like, until you do start identifying all those moments in the day that you're sitting there talking poorly. I mean, I just, I had a, a weekend with some girlfriends this past weekend and leading up to it, I was so anxious about just things that like, I felt like I wasn't my best. Like I just didn't, feel like I looked the best at the time. Mm. I didn't feel like I was anxious about things that could go wrong, like all these things. And then I sat there and I was like, why do I give it flying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I literally, I, it doesn't matter, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just think it's funny how you sit here and I mean, you can make that one snap second thought like, Oh, you know, don't talk to yourself like that. And then until yeah. you really focus on it, it doesn't change. So yeah, I love exactly. all these things that you're pointing out though. Um, I'd love to also go back. This has been something that I've been so torn about lately is this idea of burnout. And I feel like so many people, it's a hot button topic right now. Um, Mm. with, you know, they, they talk about the great resignation from everybody who's like up and leaving their jobs and all of this. And I do think COVID and the pandemic have empowered people to make those changes and realize their, their worth and, you know, what they are capable of. But I also, have realized too, that I think again, going back to the social media is everything looks better on the outside than it actually is. And at the end of the day, a job is still a job. I think it makes it 10 times better when you're passionate about something and you're mm. excited about going to work, but there are going to be aspects of anything you do that are challenging and they're going to make yeah. you, you know, have to work through some obstacles that you might not have thought about before and still take that grit that you might not have carried in your previous job that made you leave. So with all of that being said, have you felt at all, you know, you mentioned the burnout from your fitness job. Have you ever felt since then that, you know, there have been those challenges now in what you're currently doing that you could see yourself potentially getting burnt out here as well, but maybe just like in a different mindset. No. No, no. And I, the, the, the thing that I always think about when it comes to burnout is your nervous system, because if your nervous system is in fight or flight all the time and it's affecting your performance, it's affecting your, um, anxiety levels. It's affecting how you sleep. Like my sleep was terrible. Um, I do not experience that at all with my business. And I think you pointed out something really important is that you still, it's still a job, you know, you Mm -hmm. still got to work. You still got to grind. You still got to put in hours and stuff, but 
it's my, my body, my physiological response to it is very different now than what it was before. And, um, I am sure because it was, uh, within the fitness world and I was teaching classes and all of that jazz, that there was such a physicality to it, that, that impacted it for sure. And because I'm not necessarily physically teaching fitness classes anymore that that played into it, but yeah, I think obviously doing what you love, like you said, makes it 10 times easier because, and working for yourself too. Like I realized thanks to COVID that one of the biggest anxiety drivers for me was being on call all the time. Like I, if I heard my phone go off, my heart would start racing. Cause I would immediately think who needs me, what emergency is happening? Uh, what problem do I need to solve? But yada, yada, yada. And I don't have that anymore working for myself and, and not just working for myself. I'm sure there's other other companies like that too, but there was a very big lack of boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. at that last job, you know, especially being in the leadership position where you were the only one on salary, you had to be reached all the time because people who were hourly by law, we couldn't reach out to them and they weren't working. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, um, to answer your question, I don't, I don't see myself getting burnt out at all. And if I do find that I'm working more hours one week than the other, I I'm very intentional about my own boundaries and turning off my phone and setting a time where I'm not going to work anymore. And I know it sounds cliche, but that is so important to me now. Like that's not something I sacrifice at all. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone talk about their nervous system in that idea of burnout. And I love that because really, I've never heard. I mean, I've, I've heard the anxiety and all of that and, you know, well, that is your nervous system. Yeah. Right. But, but just the way that you broke it down to, to like your heart racing, when you're answering calls or you're not being able to sleep. And I think that's something that a lot of people overlook, like there's just this general, oh yeah, I'm like anxious about a meeting or I'm anxious about this. But when you're constantly feeling that like you're on edge, that fight or flight yeah. too that you mentioned. I think that's yeah. such a good way of putting it because I've never heard somebody describe it in that way. And I think a lot of people probably feel that with the job, yeah. you know, subconsciously that they don't realize that that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so it's I'm not a normal. Yeah. Of, oh my gosh. Of course. And, and I think it's, what's sad is that it was so common that people thought it was normal to have like that amount of anxiety and panic at the job, like Sunday, like people joke about Sunday scaries and stuff, but that's not normal. Mm-hmm. At least to me, like that is not normal. Like, right. I don't think anyone should live that way. And of course, of course, it's not going to be glamorous all the time, even in a job that, that a business that you own and the work that you love, like, of course, there's going to be days where like, oh, I just don't, I'm dreading this. Like, I don't want to do it. Like we're human. You know what I mean? But I think it's to me, and of course take it with a grain of salt. Like this is my perspective on burnout, but when it's that constant, that Mm -hmm. constant feeling of, um, panic, that constant feeling of anxiety and burnout, like that, that to me is the epitome of burnout. Yeah. It's not like a cyclical thing, you know, like it's not just a Monday morning. Like I'm just stressed because I've got a busy week. It's a, it's Tuesday afternoon and I'm still sitting here anxious, ready for the work to be over. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great way of putting it. Awesome. Well, can you tell me then a little bit more about, sorry, I know it's, we're getting up to half hour here, no, but I'd no, love to just hear like a little bit more about what you're doing now, kind of how you've taken this entrepreneurial mindset and kind of run with it. Um, and I would also love to like, have you plug anything that you want. I know you're on TikTok, that's obviously, except <laughs> you, but do you want to plug any of that stuff too, for the listeners to check out? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok. Um, it's Kelsey Lou coaching. Um, but what I'm doing right now is, is mindset and confidence coaching for millennials. Um, because I think I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. Like, I think the way we were raised, like our parents' generation, um, is very different to ours and the way we were raised created a lot of like insecurity and self-doubt and, um, just self-criticism to be honest. So that's something I'm super, super passionate about because I went through it so badly myself. Um, so yeah, I, I, I help women, um, millennial women go from like really being self self-conscious to being fully self-confident. That's and, awesome. And Is that within their careers or just in general, like in their life? Yeah. Stories? You know, it's so, it's so funny you said that because, um, that's something I've been working through for the last like six months is like, okay, do I want to help women who are entrepreneurs? Do I want to help women who are nine to fivers or who mm-hmm. do I want to help? And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, a few weeks ago, I was like, I, why am I putting pressure on myself to focus on the one when I want to, when I want to focus on everyone? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really is confidence to do whatever you want. So yeah. if, if it's asking for that promotion, if it's asking for that raise, or if it's starting the business or scaling your business, or even so small as like, like jumping on a, um, an Instagram live, you know, like a lot of women that I've talked to, they, there are these business owners that have social media platforms, but they don't, they, they can't stand the idea of going on stories and using their voice, speaking out loud and showing their face mm-hmm. because they lack that confidence. And in and, and so doing, they're having a hard time, um, promoting their own business and reaching the people that they know they want to reach, right? Like the, the people I work with, they have this mission, they have this, this goal in their life, whatever that looks like for them. And they're just being held back because they're not feeling fully confident in themselves. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm passionate about is, is really helping women unlock that confidence. That's always within them. That's always been there. And just like sort of tapping into it and chiseling away and then coming out of a shell, I guess. Yeah. That's so amazing. No, I love watching you talk about it. Cause just the way you lit up right there. <laughs> so great. That is, that is so great. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, Thanks for before I let me. you go, is there any piece of advice you'd like to leave the listener with any, you know, word of wisdom as you've gone through your past couple of years here, exploring what you want to do, anything you want, um, like as a final, you know, adios to the, to the audience. <sighs> Oh, I want to say so much. I want to say everything. Um, hmm. I guess the piece of advice, and we sort of touched on it already, was is just learn about yourself and and know that whatever whatever stuff you're dealing with or working through right now, a lot of the times that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with how you were raised. Um, so take that pressure off of yourself to blame yourself for whatever it is you're going through and just recognize that it's just old patternings and those old patternings can be broken. Mm -hmm. Um, like you're not stuck like those forever. So. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kelsey. This has been such a pleasure. Appreciate your time and flexibility. Um, but this has been fantastic. So thank thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. All right, girl. Thank you. Bye. Alrighty people. So as I told you that was going to be a great episode. Kelsey was fantastic. Um, wasn't it funny that she's from California too? Like, I just think it's so funny how all these people I keep recording with are from California and nothing against Californians, but I was thinking about it and I feel like a lot of people give like the West coast. Well, actually there's like two different sides to the West coast. I feel like there's the snooty snotty like LA and then 
the like very free open-minded people and everyone I've had has been so cool so I guess I'm just like in touch with the free open-minded west coast people so anyways um so a couple points here that I wanted to talk about from this episode that I thought something that just hit home um Kelsey shared her experiences of feeling the like the pressure from your family and almost like a a I, th- I think of it as, like, a guilt, you know, to not follow in their footsteps. Um, and just realizing that you need to pursue what you want to do. It doesn't have to be what your parents do. And I know that's kind of hard for some people. I know that happens a lot in, like, um, healthcare families. So if your parents are doctors or law families and your parents are lawyers and there's just kind of this feeling like you have to follow in their footsteps, um, hopefully you have accepting open parents at home, but sometimes that doesn't happen for everybody. So I just want to encourage you to not get intimidated by what they want you to do and still strive for what, you know, is important to you because you're going to be miserable if you're doing something that you hate just because mom and dad said so. Um, One other thing that I really liked was her comment about the nervous system and being in fight or flight mode. And that's kind of when you should realize that maybe that career isn't for you. Um, I think a lot of people feel like anxious or any or stuff like that, um, maybe on edge, you know, for big presentations or upcoming deadlines. But the way she put it was that if you are constantly in this feeling of fight or flight and you're constantly having these racing thoughts going through your head and thinking about work and how you don't want to do it, and you know, everyone goes through that Monday morning. I don't want to. I don't want to be at work. You know, or that Friday afternoon of all right, it's 2 o'clock, I'm checked out. But if it's, like, the Wednesday, 10 o'clock a.m., the Thursday, 1 o'clock p.m., the Tuesday, you know, 9 a.m., constant feeling of this is awful and, like, I'm so nervous to mess up, maybe you should reconsider, you know? I've, I've never really put it, like, seen somebody put it that way and that your nervous system is kind of giving you these glimpses of things that might be wrong and things you should reconsider. And so I really liked that she pointed that out. Um, and hopefully you're not going through that. But if that's the case, you can do it. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. These, like, this intro and outro from this episode are just so bleh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'm just nervous because I'm in a new setting. I'm literally sitting on the floor in my room in, like, my little nook of the apartment. <laughs> um, and I feel like I'm trying to, like, be careful not to talk too loud because I'm also nervous. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay. Anyways, uh, happy Monday. Oh, I told you guys that I'd point out what her Instagram is. It's Kelsey Lou Coaching. So, it's K-E-L-S-E-Y Lou L-U Coaching. Um, that's on Instagram. And then you can also find out, find her website if you're interested in any of her confidence coaching. I think um, I actually browsed her website and it's awesome. It's got a lot of great information there. Um, so go ahead and check it out. As always, follow What Now Megan on Instagram. Um, I'm like stuck at like 200 followers, which is great. I love everybody. But I was trying, I had like a goal of like 250 like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little past that, but that's okay. Um, send it to your grandma. I think grandmas love this. My grandma loves me. My grandma loves this. So, um, yeah, happy happy Monday, everybody. Grab the bull by the horns. Seize the day. You got this. Go just do life. Bye.